Alright, we're back with another one Kurt episode. Kurt Howard, the second episode without the real life Kurt Howard. Fuck him, he's gone. We don't care about him anymore. We're not sad about it. We don't miss him. We found something new. We got a better Kurt. He tried to come back and I was like, go away. We don't love you anymore. Get out of here. Dude, how, how mad is he going to be when we ask uh, Kirill to take his spot? <laughs> <laughs> Kirill, where you at? <laughs> that motherfucker will do it. It'll be like 3 a.m. his time. He don't care. He's crazy. <laughs> you know he's damn. He's crazy. One thing we Hell know about yeah. Kirill is that he is a crazy motherfucker. Yeah. Remember when he sent that picture that he drew that was him killing Kurt? That was <laughs> that was fucking wild. Yeah. It was amazing. Like he really knew exactly what Kurt looked like. Exactly. Like, that yeah. was Kurt. That was Kurt. Clearly, Kurt's house that he was being killed in. Yep. And his Kurt's family, family was like, watching. Yeah, like crying. No, I thought they. It looked like they were cheering. It's hard to tell because their mouths were open. Yeah. And I couldn't tell if there were smiles or laughs because, you know, or tears. It's, it's really hard to know. I think Kurt, though, taught his kid. Like, they don't know about laughing. He's kept that from them. Laughter? Yeah, laughter. They don't know about it. <laughs> it's like a secret he's kept hidden from his children. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they just don't know how to react when something funny happens. They just yeah. stand there. <laughs> What is this thing I feel? <laughs> Ignore it. Hold it in. <laughs> you, would, you never let that out. It's a sign of weakness. It's true. They say laughter is just weakness entering the body. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that the saying? Yeah. That's what, that, that's what Coach uh, Vince Lombardi says, yeah. <laughs> Coach Carrot Top <laughs> says that. <laughs> Coach Carrot Top always told me laughter is weakness entering the body. So don't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So where we leave off? All right, so, uh, we're in the library. You were. It seems like you were getting ready to leave the library. You had looked into the demonic index, trying to find some Tom Fabe info, Carl. Um, you didn't quite get there. You think there's something in that name? However, you don't find it listed. Okay. Tom Fabe. Tom Fabe. T-O-M-P-H-A-B-E. Mott. Baphomet. Baphomet? Oh, shit. That looks like it fits. Okay, I got I think you just solved his riddle. I got to tell you something here. Um, and you've got his business card. I mean, he's the cab driver that moved you from South Philly to Laurel Hill Cemetery very quickly. Yeah. I, you know, I had a weird experience, uh, Kurt, where... I needed to get to Laurel Cemetery real fast. And uh, I was using this cabbie at night, and he had a weird voice. And I asked him to get me somewhere, and he uh, we just kind of showed up. And something was definitely off about him. Oh, did you get his name? Yeah, his name was Tom Fabe. Tom Fabe. But Weird. Yeah. And But I... Th- you know that almost sounds like a fake name. Yeah, I think it might be one of them uh, anagrams. We might we might be dealing dealing with uh, Baphomet here. Hmm. Well, it's impossible to know. <laughs> uh, let's just keep it moving. Okay. <laughs> uh, what are we doing? Oh yeah, one time I saw the dead milkman at the Laurel Hill Cemetery. <laughs> really. Yeah, it was cool. That's a good show. Yeah. Yeah, they have like a stage there in the cemetery. Apparently they have shows sometimes. I went to the Grave Diggers Ball there once. That's like their annual oh, nice. fundraising event. Nice. Was it outside in the cemetery? They had like, yeah, it was. But they had like a tent set up, but it was in the cemetery. And you could just dig gra- you could cool. dig up people's bodies all night. <laughs> you dig you your own grave. grave and they, they reserve it for you. <laughs> for when, when it's your time. What people That's do, cool. man. You could you could still be buried there. No one I think kind of sucks about Laurel Hill, and I think Laurel Hill is really cool. Is the fake fucking Adrian from Rocky grave? That is corny. She has a grave there. That's really because they used corny. it in one of the fucking Rocky movies, and it's like there. Oh, and they left it there. Rocky, come on, I... Laurel Hill, you could do better. 
That's no class. This is very typical Philadelphia. One of the most historically important cities in the country. And we're fucking obsessed with a fake boxer and uh, meat and cheese on a piece of bread. <laughs> and what's wrong with either of those things? <laughs> Nothing. Boy. But it's weird that it defines the city. It's a city that has very low expectations. <laughs> this this is like an elitist attitude. And I get I'm I'm a dickhead for having this opinion. But, like, you look at people, like, lined up out front of the Rocky statue. They came all the way down the parkway for this. And it's like you're standing outside of one of the finest art museums in the world. Uh, you're just, like, you're even going to run up the damn steps. You're going to run up the fucking steps. You're going to get right in front of the fucking door of this place. <laughs> and then you're going to turn around. <laughs> you're going to put your hands up in the air and you're going to leave. <laughs> like, we got the fucking fountain by Marcel Duchamp in there. It's a great museum. There's a ton of awesome. Go shit take here. a look. Dude, it is really the, weird. The, that the one, armor, when, the armor section, is I so love cool. the It's cool. Like the real, armor. it's like the, the the guy that was like very fat. It's like very rounded out. It's, it's cool. When I worked at Eastern, I mean, that was like without a doubt one of the most common things that tourists would ask is where are the Rocky Steps. Like everyone wants to fucking go to them. It's bizarre. It's like the. It's kind of the biggest attraction in the city. It is a, you know, architecturally, it is beautiful, and that's why it works so well in that movie, you know? It's a picturesque scene. But now, I mean, the statue is just, like, at the bottom next to the steps. Like, they put, it's basically the army being like, we're going to put this thing in the shittiest fucking location, and you're all... Oh, yeah, it did used to be up there, didn't it? Yeah, it used to be on the top of the steps, and then it moved down to the stadiums, and then it moved back to the army museum, but where it is now. But um, a, a lot of people complained that it was the top of the steps, because it was, like looming over the parkway <laughs> and like it is kind of weird that like you see from all over like the statue of a fictional boxer yep i mean they should have just fucking left it in south philly at the stadiums let those fucking trash people deal with it what what trash people are those jeff uh have you been to a philadelphia eagles game he's t- i think he's talking about philly season ticket holders yeah man. that's kind of what i feel too <laughs> no i'm talking about fucking philadelphia eagles fans oh those trash yeah yeah i know i know that trash. Talking about eagles season, season <laughs> ticket holders so we're in this library what the fuck's going on yeah you do anything else in the library you guys bouncing you've got photocopies of arcane uh symbols magic circles some other like information about how to perform a ritual. Most of them are written kind of like their recipes. You know, gather these things, do this. It's in some like flowery demonic language, but there's a lot of that. So if you want to grab some ritual copies, you can. the uh, The young librarian is definitely there, trying to. You know, she's paying attention. She wants to help you if you can. There's probably some kind of donation gesture something you should do to account for all the copies you've made or not you could just fucking walk out too usually it's like a nickel a sheet at the library uh it is maybe it's 15 cents i bet it's like 15 cents now for a print um but yeah no like i this is this stuff is my job i do not give a shit about this stuff in my personal life so i am not looking up any extracurricular occult shit it's just you know the shit, I mean? yeah, it's just the shit that allows you to continue to turn into like a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not like looking up uh not doing any extra extra homework sure. here. All right, well then you guys roll um, roll out of there. But wait, before I go though, um what what time is it? It's it's late. It's like two in the morning. I mean by the time you guys ran on your rounds came back, it's like three in the morning. It was like midnight when you left Tensor's place. Yeah. Two, you know, I mean, this, you can move around the city quickly this time of night. These magic things, they don't, these magic copiers, they don't look like a Xerox, do they? Like the copies? Yeah. Uh, you can tell they're not originals, but they don't entirely look like a Xerox. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I could. Hmm. You want them to look like a Xerox? I want them to look like uh, like another student made them, you know? So, like, I want to go to a Staples or something, but it's the middle of the night. What would be open? I mean, they they, they look like Xeroxes. You probably don't okay. need to go running around from Staples to <laughs> whoever in the middle of the night. They look like a Xerox. All right, cool. Well, I just spent a little time, like, you know, I've got, like, my copies here. Um, uh, 
Excuse me, miss. Yes. I, I go up to the librarian. Um, do you have uh, uh, some scissors and tape I could use? Oh, well, we don't have scissors because why we don't... It's just not a good practice to have them in the library. Okay. Fair enough. And, uh, uh, can I borrow some tape? I have some tape. She has like a, cool. a little roll of uh, masking tape. All right, I go over to the table. Um, I just turn my index finger into my demonic form <laughs> so I can use that as an exacto knife. And I just start cutting um, cutting this shit up and like sort of throwing together like a flyer um, using like, uh, you know, a pen and like, and like bits of text that I pulled out of the thing. Um, the woman is definitely a- like kind of pained to watch you like, she knows they're copies, but she's like watching you cut them up and she's not getting involved certainly, but a little disappointment on her, on her face, but you're making a flyer that says what? Uh, what does it say? Um, they can go, you, you're looking for a bar. Maybe Medusa doesn't card. Oh, Medusa. Medusa's over that way. Do they card? Medusa, man, that was, there was a stretch there where like, they just had kick-ass DJs. Like, Me- every night. Medusa herself. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that is a good suggestion. Um, all right, so yeah, I just start like whipping up a little flyer, and I'm, you know, uh, what am I gonna call it? Um, I use that picture of Peter Steele that was in there. <laughs> I put him on there with like a word bubble that says like "Come to the occult reading group," and it says like, uh, um, yeah, occult. Yeah, it just says uh, more College of Art uh, student occult reading group uh, meeting. Um, whatever tomorrow's date is or today's date quick turnaround yeah whatever today's date is now um and i make sure that like uh the magic circles i got out of the gothanomicon are like prominent on it um and you know i just write some shit need the five love looking to learn its secrets we can help um yeah all right you make a nice little flyer advertising your your uh Occult reading group at Medusa for that evening. What eight nine o'clock early six o'clock? Uh, yeah, we'll say seven. All right, seven o'clock reading group over at Medusa, and um, I make like I don't know ten copies of it. Okay, you're going um, going all out. <laughs> ten whole copies. I mean, if you're gonna flyer, <laughs> you better you better make at least ten copies. <laughs> Fuck it. I do. I do uh, thirty I copies. Do a million. <laughs> do thirty copies. Um, I go up to the library and I'm like, "Excuse me, Miss. Uh, where do, where do I pay for my copies?" But you can just give me the money. I give her okay. uh, four hundred thousand new yen. <laughs> Thank you. You're very you're very welcome. It's like I, I we only accept the currency that's used in car lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I give her a. Uh, I eat her out. Six I guess. buckets of six. <laughs> I give her uh, four. Six dates. buckets of oil. She, she takes all of it. She appreciates it. Uh, appreciates the money for the copies. Their knowledge of car lesbians as well it goes a long way with her. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot for your help. Can we just live? Can in I this like world? put? Can I like look at her and like put a I don't know a name to her to the face? Obviously, sure. I've been here before. Yeah. Why do you roll? You know. Uh, hmm. She's a magical intern. Is she mortality or is she power? Kind of feels like power. Is that what you think? Yeah, she's power. Just because, like, that's not really advantageous to me, but that is the occult section of the library, right? Yeah. Like, that's the province of wizards. Yeah, it would definitely power. Uh, I got a, a four. No, you don't know who she is. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, you know, I just walk down the street yeah, you to pass, more. It's, exit, you pass it's like right there. Vestibule, it smells awful of like cheesesteaks, farts, <laughs> gre- <laughs> grease. Um, I'm I will be hungry again soon. If you want to look at more books, I will take my cheesesteaks. Understood, Mark. I'll come visit you soon with uh, with uh, I'll bring you a Castro cheesesteak next time. You'll love it. What is that? Is it not Chubby's? Because I hate Chubby's. It's not Chubby's. It's a real good secret spot in South Philly. 
Don't tell anybody about it. I'll bring you Your one. Secret safe with me. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, then, as you're leaving, he has diarrhea, just like on the floor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he doesn't even. He doesn't even react. It just falls out of his ass. Just and flats on the floor. Running down his leg. You're happy to be leaving when you are. So now you're out there on the parkway, 20th in the parkway. Mm-hmm. Main branch of the free library. Moore is just across the parkway. Down a couple yep. blocks, what is that, like 17th, 18th in the parkway yeah. is pretty much where By it is. By the Franklin Institute. It is. It's right next to the toot. That's fun. It's fun to go to the Franklin Institute. They'll be open in a couple hours. And uh, you uh, you see the, 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 the toot. They've actually got some buses parked outside. They're probably doing one of those overnight sleepovers with like a Boy Scout group or something. They're probably in there oh, yeah. having a good time, walking through the heart, learning about some bullshit science. You know that. Boy. Science, I mean, you have a low opinion of it these days, knowing the things you know. That's right. That's right. I know that that pendulum just keeps moving from a, a magic spell and not the Earth's rotation at all because the Earth doesn't rotate because it's not a fucking sphere. I forgot about the pendulum. God damn it. How does it move? Uh, How does it move? It's magic. I don't. Yeah. I just said. <laughs> you pay attention, please. <laughs> I mean, he just, right, he just uh, explained it. You go over to more, you know, I just like put, start putting the flyers up around like. Yeah. So this is like kind of the, f- th- there's dorms there. Like you can just yep. walk in the front door. You can't go past that, but like there's bulletin boards there. Like I'm hitting all that kind of shit. That's like publicly accessible where I can slap these things up. It's definitely like a monitored campus. There's cameras around, but you can move around a little bit. And put up your your thirty flyers advertising the occult group. You see lights on in some of the you know more is a pretty small all women's art college. A lot of them live right there on campus, and there's the, like the one big building with the dorms. You can see some lights still on even at this late hour. People up probably studiously you know reading their books, making artwork, and all that kind of shit, um, or not. Maybe there's something demons but you're walking around this area plastering it you get you do a, a good job bunch of side streets around here kind of the furthest extension of center city as you're walking down one of them you notice a, a garbage truck is at the end of the block um you start to hang up some more flyers on the poles and carl you were the not actively hanging up the flyers and you notice that the the garbage truck is rolling down the street and the garbage uh, man are actually reaching into the truck, pulling out bags of garbage and tossing it onto the sidewalk as it like slowly rolls down the street. Well, I mean, this is Philadelphia. I would think nothing it of is. this. Yeah, it's totally normal. <laughs> I would think nothing of all this trash. You're like, it's good to see a city system work the way it's supposed to for once. <laughs> yeah. Um, I assume there's eight to nine hundred cars piled up behind this garbage truck. Not now, actually. Uh, I mean, it's the middle of the night, and it's a little uh, street over by Moore. I go take a look. You get about halfway down the block, and it fucking stinks, man. You can smell the trash, even though you're not like having entered into its zone yet. Just coming at you, and there's just like the bags of trash as they toss them onto the sidewalk. These like thin, flimsy white trash bags are split and open. Food. All sorts of nasty garbage is just spreading all over the place. And there's a guy totally just like zoned out at the wheel of the, the truck. Just never stops it, but just slowly inching forward. And then there's two other guys in like the, the coveralls. They've got that baseball hats on. Real like droned out look on their faces as well. Just reaching into the truck, pulling out garbage bags, tossing. Oh, fuck. They're under the spell of the mummers. Hey, hey, what are you guys doing? I try to get their attention. They like don't stop what they're doing, but one of them looks at you and he's got like a, a pretty blank look in his face. Malbuzz. <laughs> Malbuzz. <laughs> and then he goes about, you know, continuing his work of throwing trash onto the street. Melbuzz? Huh. What the fuck? Uh, hey, 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 Kurt, you know what, uh, you got any idea what the fuck going on right there? Melba's. Wait, was I there? 
You're, yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, you're like on the block. You certainly saw all this go down. What is Melba's? I'm gonna put a put a face to a sure. name. Why don't you roll wild? Yeah, motherfucker. You asked him, man. You could have just done it yourself. Um. Yeah. Can I roll mine as well? Go for the. Yeah, you guys can both roll it. Don't forget to check wild. God damn it! My dice are treating me bad tonight. I rolled a four. I know. I swapped mine out. I uh, I also rolled a four. No, the, the name the name Mal means nothing to I. Mal Buzz. Mal Buzz. M A L B U Z Z. That's it. Mal Buzz. I'm gonna guess Mal Buzz, some sort of uh, insect god. That these uh these here people are worshiping and uh trying to get the city to smell all shitty. Oh yeah, they're trying to make it more hospitable for flies because it's a fly god. That makes sense. Crack that case. Let's keep going on this. Mal one. <laughs> <laughs> Mal buzz. Flies buzz. Mal is bad, so it's a bad fly. Whoa. Hey. Okay. Well, don't need to explore this anymore. Let's keep hanging yeah, these flyers. It's fucking Columbo over here. <laughs> yes. I, I check my I check my pockets and then I uh, keep going. This is turn. This is like a Dan Brown novel. <laughs> <laughs> so the truck continues its its slow march down the street, just throwing this vile trash, watching it splatter all over. You guys don't pay much attention. It's clear that these guys are under some kind of effect. Something. Um, they're not looking to have any conversation. A couple of times you're trying to engage them, they just say "mal buzz," and they really drag out the Z and the buzz. Bzzz. Just in case you didn't in get case you didn't get it that they're fly people. <laughs> um, but you uh, you get your thirty flyers up. It's uh, I don't know three a.m. By the time you've done that, you've left some. You can't really get into a dorm unless you want to try to like. Get past security or something like that, but there's plenty nah. of like accessible bulletin boards, you know. Yeah, I th- I think I think that's good enough. They'll definitely see one and it'll catch their eye. Yeah, there's not like dorm bulletin boards, but a lot of shit for like guitar lessons where you pull off a little piece of paper. It's got someone's number on it. There are a lot of a lot of things like that. It's time for me to take an honest appraisal of myself here. Am I an attractive older man to college students? That they would be, would they call you, you know, daddy? Would they would they think it was like glamorous to hang out with like a cool, well dressed older guy like me, or should I find a wizard to put a glamour on me or something to turn me into like a Tyler student? How old uh, are you? I'm like thirty two. Over the hill. Oof. Yeah, it's probably too old to be trying that shit. I mean, it sounds like you're a pretty attractive, well-kept 32-year-old, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I even know any wizards that could help me with that. Or anybody to put a glamour on me. Hmm. You could just uh, cover your face in makeup there. Don't I have some kind of demonic seduction move? Don't look at me. That's not what I want. <laughs> you want them to look at you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, people can be sweet-talked. You don't necessarily need an ability. Um, the fairy is the one that has shit that's good at that. Yeah, yeah. And the vampire, the vampire too, can definitely like sweet-talk some people. What are you guys doing with your day? I mean, it's the wee hours. You've got your book club. This evening, you're hanging out. You're you're in Center City, pretty much, over by Moore. There's still some action, but it, you know it, it gets quiet. It's a weeknight. Do I know if I can check out books from that section of the library? Do they let people take books out? You don't think so? You think it's a it's a, not a uh, lending library? Okay. Um, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go down to um, Harry's Occult. On, wait, did Harry's Occult close? It did fuck. Um. It just yeah. closed to the public, though, on the surface. Yeah, it might, right? I mean, I doubt that Harry just packed up shop entirely, but Harry uh, did. God damn. Did close. 
That was years ago. That closed too. Fuck. That was the coolest place. I w- I remember like when I was like first like like walking down South Street as a kid and being and like seeing that I was like whoa. What is that place? I never went in there. It's too scary. Really? I guess. You never went in Harry's? I never went in there. No. I definitely went in Harry's. Did you ever get anything? Uh, Any, like, boner potions or anything? (laughs) Old roommate and I, we bought, like, this car. I think it was a palm tree that had been carved into, like, this staff with a skull at the top of it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) It was fucking wild, man. It looked like that staff that Skeletor uses in He-Man. That's cool. We bought that there. I think I bought, like, some incense and some other bullshit. But they had some cool stuff. I probably bought some books there, too. And it had that wild ass like graffiti mural on it, yeah. right? Yeah, because there was like a lot next to it, so it had like that whole like wall that was exposed. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna like do some shopping. Like, I'm gonna go around to like various like places I know where I can get some like basic occult shit. Like not even anything fancy. Like. But just some, like, books to bring to this that, like, would impress them, even if they are just bullshit. Sure. It's not hard you for know. you to get a little hastily put together library to assert, you know, show that you're you're for real. You either have those books or you can uh, acquire them pretty easily, so. Yeah. I grab a Ouija board, too. Nothing says authentic like a Ouija board. Yeah, you know, that's good stuff. Homemade or are you just going Milton Bradley? I'm just going Milton Bradley. That's the real one, you know. It's true. That's where the real power is. Hmm. What are you doing, Carl? Following him around, I guess. You've still got, uh, you know, this disappointing phone message from Father Minocchio. Um, I don't see how I'm going to assuage him. And you're guessing that you haven't been to your house. Serafina has probably moved in by now. Yeah, I got to check on Serafina. You know what? While he's doing that, hey, hey, Carl. I mean, Kurt. God damn, I'm Carl. Yeah. I'll meet Carl. you at Medusa's. What time are we meeting here? Eight o'clock? Eight, eight o'clock. The flyer says seven. Okay. Doors at seven. Seven, yeah, seven. Okay. Uh, I gotta go check on my, uh, I gotta go check on something. I will meet you at Medusa's at seven o'clock, okay? Okie dokie. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I head on, I just hail the cab and... Head back to my spot in Port Richmond. You got there. Um, the first floor, last time you were here a week and a half ago, was a butcher shop. And now the the butcher signs have been covered up. And there's a bunch of like shit hanging in the window. There's a bunch of Zangata. You could smell like some incense co- coming through the door as as you approach it. And then there's like a, like a wooden sign in the window that says like fortune telling, palm reading. Uh, I, I just like walk in. <laughs> I knew you'd be coming. Hey, Serafina, you settling in okay? I'm settled in just fine. Business is brisk. The people around here think they know the future. They said they have it all planned out, but they don't know what's really going on. You want to tell me what's really going on? No. <laughs> oh, okay. What if I knock uh, some money off your rent? <laughs> Deal. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, I'm i in some trouble with uh, some vampires. Can you give me any clues about what might happen? What I could uh, be on the lookout for? Give me your hand. I uh, unscrew my hand and hand it over. She takes it. Give me your other hand. I give it to her. She runs her like... Bony, old, cold, wet fingers starting kind of uh, around your wrist, runs them up, traces lines in your palms, her eyes. Her eyes surprisingly young and alert, like you discovered before. Dart back and forth, looking at you, looking at the hands. She's kind of feeling what's inside you, pulling out different threads, seeing where they lead. Oh, not good. Not good, Carl. See a dark shadow looming over you. Wants you to pay for what you have done. It's 
very dark, very dark. She pushes her hand, your, your hand away from her. It's like the whole city wants you dead. Oh, boy. Has anyone uh, been by the shop looking for me? A couple people have come by asking about you. Some unmarked cars I've noticed as well. Oh, gosh. I'm in deep shit here. Um, One of them left a card. Oh, you know, you could have started with that. I threw it away. <laughs> Do you remember what I it's... knew? I knew you wouldn't need it. <laughs> I guess you're right if you know. Shit. That's not helpful. Um, okay, well, it's late. I'm going to go upstairs and go to sleep. Be care. Be care. Be careful upstairs? Yes, everywhere. Okay. I don't want my cheap red to end. <laughs> I don't want it to either. Um, yeah, I go to the stairs. I go to my apartment. And I put my ear to the door before I, I open the door. Why don't you roll? Roll your spirit. Oh, my worst. With your, yeah. I rolled a six. It's quiet. I mean, it looks the same as when you had left. All right. Yeah, I open the door and I walk in. Turn the lights on. You turn the lights on. There's a man sitting in your kitchen. Oh, yeah. I uh, I pull my baton out and extend it. He doesn't really flinch. Who, Good, who e- f- Good evening. Oh, fuck. <laughs> who the fuck are you? I'm an associate of Councilman Jackson's. My name is Vadim. Vadim? Vadim. He wishes to meet with you, Carl. I do not want to talk to him. I think you should talk to the man. Oh, yeah? Why should I be doing that? Because you will probably be killed if you do not. Yeah? You know, a lot of people have tried to kill me. I can't even count how many people... I can assure you the councilman has never tried to kill you. You would know if he had. He's very upset with you. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, the person that ended up up killing Mr. Tutterelli, you don't got to worry about him anymore. He's a car lesbian now. Yes, I've heard of car lesbian. Sounds like glamorous life. He's cruising the streets, the highways and byways of Lestopia. Just, uh... It's not so much the hand that the councilman is concerned about, but the brains of the operation. Mm -hmm. And that, we think, is still around. Well, what's going to happen if I don't meet with him? He will meet with you one way or another. He just told you you'll be killed. (laughs) He was really clear about it. Oh, who's this here? I hear a voice. Did you guys hear this that? Is your, dude, this is your conscience. <laughs> what should I do? Meet the vampires. Vampires are cool. <laughs> when does he want to meet? Two nights from now. Two nights from now. 27 the diamond. Okay. Okay. I'll meet with him. Yes, you will. And then the guy stands up and he turns into a bat and flies, ah! and flies out your window. <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. I should have fucking killed that guy. I should have fucking killed him. Some vampire killer you are. Uh, I gotta- yeah, you're a pretty shitty vampire. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta... <laughs> I'd be like talking to myself. Uh... <laughs> I have a safe house built into my, like, apartment sort of thing. I have a safe house in my regular house. <laughs> yeah, I know. Isn't that weird? Uh, <laughs> so you have, well, you have a mystical prison, yeah. fortified walls, windows, and doors, and yeah. explosives set to blow. I do. So you don't really have a safe house. You have a prison. Yeah. Like, let's just say that, like, my, I've, like, reinforced my apartment, right? And I can lock it down. So I just, I just kind of like 
put the bars down. Yeah, you had foolishly left one of the windows open, which is probably yeah. how this guy got in. But you do feel like it's a very safe, secure place when yeah. you've got it, like, unlock, unlock. And I just lay down and go to sleep. Okay. You do. You get a good, a good rest. Yeah. Or do you? Is your mind racing? Are you thinking about things? Thinking about what I'm going to do with uh, Marshawn Jackson and uh, how I want to handle that situation. Why don't you roll Knight? I'm not sure you've put a face to a name with him before. I don't but he's definitely, definitely on your mind. Ten. So he's a councilman, and I think you you obviously know that, and you're pretty sure you've heard before that his father was a councilman as well. He's got a long history in Philadelphia. Um, he's very much a champion of the, the poor, the working class. He's actually pretty popular in Philadelphia. He's been on city council for a long time. Um, he's got a decent approval rating throughout the city. He... Um, so with a 10 plus, you can learn something interesting and useful about them, or they owe you a debt. I don't think it's realistic that he owes you a debt. However, there could be a debt owed to someone, in an associate, a circle of his, if that's what you want. Or you can ask me like a question. I mean, something that you want to know about him. He, um, I mean, you know he's a vampire at this point. He, he yeah. lives in a big house on Fairmount on the 2200 block of Green. He's got one of those enormous mansions. O- Classy block over over that way. I'll do the I'll do the debt. I'll do the debt. Who do you Who do you want it with? Does he have like a deputy assistant or anything like that? Yes, he's got um, kind of like a, a chief of staff type. Okay. Who I'm curious how you would uh, get a debt from this guy. What What kind of relationship you have with someone? Because you and this guy are probably pretty opposed. Or at least you and Marshawn certainly are. How did you wind up... natural enemies. Yeah, how did you wind up with a, a debt with someone that he knows? Let's you know, say... Like, oh, oh, owed a debt. Let's say... I hit a coven of vampires once. And this guy was in there as like a... Um, like a feeding bag or something. And I freed him. And this is like when I first moved to Philadelphia like a long, long time ago. And we've split ways since then, but like he's always had in the back of his mind that I freed okay. him from that. His name is uh, Manfred. Manfred. And he is... In the experience you've had, he's kind of like a vampire groupie. And the situation you had gotten him in was one that was probably one of his earlier experiences. Maybe gone in a little over his head with these... But he uh, he li- kind of likes being fed. Like, so you saved him from not a, from a bad situation, not necessarily a vampire situation. You're not surprised to hear that he's hooked up now with Jackson, serving some kind of in some kind of capacity, some kind of personal assistant type thing, something like that. So, but he he knows that you you helped him out back in the day. You I mean you weren't trying to help him? You were more about this vampire nest, but he benefited from that. So, you know that he knows you. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to sleep and just kind of idle my day away until it's time to go to the Medusa Lounge. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, unless you guys have anything uh, else going on, it sounds like it's probably about 6.30 in the evening. You're both well-rested. Time to go to the Medusa Lounge. Cool. A lot more low-key, laid-back than a lot of things in this area, this part of Western Center City, you go in 6.30 or so, about a half hour before your advertised start time for this event. The place is kind of never been a big happy hour spot. Hasn't really attracted the night crowd yet this evening. So it's not very full. You see a couple larger tables towards the back that are opened up. Probably a decent spot to organize if that's what you were looking to do. Um, what do you guys have with you? You know, I brought, I got those books and Ouija boards and shit. Okay, so you got all that. But like, I might just throw that in the trash. You know, I was gonna try to like. <laughs> you want to be cool for I don't these college know. girls? I get it. I was gonna like, I don't know, like try to like draw them into some deceit. But I'm thinking, I'm like, why am I gonna do that? 
they were calling demons and a real life fucking representative of the demons came to see them like they got it they're getting exactly what they wanted from me why would i fucking try to spin this anyway it's a good point before we go in i i'm just gonna keep it real with them hey hey kurt we have to fucking talk right now what (laughs) (laughs) hey 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 look there was a goddamn vampire waiting for me at my house last night Okay, this is our chance. Yes. That's not surprising. <laughs> we pissed off the vampires. Yeah, I know. Marshawn, Marshawn Jackson. You knew your home was compromised. Why'd you go to your house? Where am I going to sleep? I'm not a crumb bum. You, you look like a crumb Fuck bum. you, bitch. I <laughs> look, look. Uh, oh, I know, I know about a new place just opened up in Whitman. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay there. I'm going to meet Marshawn Jackson tomorrow night. Okay? Oh. Whoa. Yeah. Power moves. Power move. Wheeling and dealing. That's a big uh that's a big meeting. He doesn't meet with just anybody. No, he doesn't. You want in on this? He's a big shot. Maybe. What's in it for me? Obviously you want me there as protection as your bodyguard. Yeah, something like that. I don't have anything to offer you on this one, but you can either run or you can see what he has to say and maybe fight. Because we can't run forever. I've, like, they haven't said shit to me. I don't think I'm running. I think he's after you. Well, you can do what you want, but I'm meeting him at 27th and Diamond tomorrow night. Uh, maybe I'll come. I'll see what I got going on. Okay. Let's see how, <laughs> this, but, let's see how this Medusa thing goes. And then you can uh, you know, make your decision on that. Yeah. You know, I might have to go to that shit. I might have a game with te- game night with Tensor. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to miss first edition Shadow, right? No, I definitely don't. You definitely do want to miss that. I was thinking about, I was thinking about rolling up a Decker. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, man, the uh, Matrix rules for first edition are great. <laughs> and he did mention that four other people in the nine-person party are Deckers, so it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna run real smooth. <laughs> maybe you know, maybe an all-Decker squad would be a fun way to play Shadow. That might be the way to play Deckers, at least all Deckers. You're just yeah. like in a computer lab somewhere. Yeah, and just play nothing but um, just play it all out in the Matrix. Hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Have you ever played with a Decker in your party, Fran? Or have you not, always just not been like now? I, I first played Shadowrun when I was in like seventh or eighth grade for the first time. Because it's cool and you want to be one. Someone in the group wants to be it's, one. It's such a crucial part of that it's world. such a part of the world, especially in like the early 90s when I first got exposed to it. It's like... It yeah. was like fantasy with computers and all. Like it was very alluring. And then it's just like, what is this? Like we have a, it's like playing an entirely other, entirely different game that no one else can play. Yeah, it's just. I did one ass. where the edition where they introduced the people that don't need to jack in, the technomancers. They just jack off. Yeah, they beat off and like they rub the semen. Why jack in when you can jack off? <laughs> No, it's people who don't require equipment. They're like, oh, yeah. and uh, they got Wi-Fi. Yeah, they got Wi. They're hotspots, and it makes it a little easier. I kept it really simple. You know, you almost have to reduce the rules. Like, otherwise, it's like one of your party goes on a four-hour journey of the mind, and yeah, everyone just fucking well, sits there. I always, I always imagine that the right way to do it would be that, like, would be that, like, you would. Like, it, it would be fun if it was, like, a mission where, like, they needed to access a physical place. So there was an element of infiltration where, like, the rest of the party gets them in and, like, has to, like, cover them while they handle their shit. And the action switches fairly rapidly back and forth. And that's the between. best way to do it. If you're going to do it, that is the way to do it, where they're, like, monitoring the security matrix the grid of whatever yeah. and like running interference, shutting down cameras and stuff like that. Um, that's definitely the yeah. way to do it. But it is weird because like no one can come out and help them. No one can do whatever. And and in, at least in second edition Shadowrun, it has an entirely different rule set. Like it really does. Like it's just playing, it's yeah. like playing a different game. It's like, what the yeah. fuck? That is weird. Yeah. So we're at, se- anyway. we're at seven o'clock. Crowd 
thickens up a little over at, Sha- at the Medusa. <laughs> Just like that, Shadowrun's stolen a little more of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> you too, listeners. You'll never get it back. <laughs> Ever. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Um, you see a guy that... Uh, the first person who shows up and asks about the group, hey man, is this the the occult reading group? He's like a tall, lanky white dude with dreads. He's also wearing a, a cape and has on a like clear shirt. Nice. Like a mesh yeah. shirt or like a shirt like a sandwich bag. It's uh it's made you think it might be made of glass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh yeah sure kid um this is the reading group I thought Tyler was, or I mean I thought Moore was uh was all girls school that's not creepy know. at all to say I didn't know this was just for 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 ladies I heard well it's just you know cold no yeah yeah you're fine you're fine yeah, he sits down he's got a couple books with him he starts flipping through short time after that three like college age goth ladies show up they really don't want to make eye contact with you. But they kind of linger, looking over at the table, and then eventually the three of them come um, and sit down. They probably match the description I got. They seem to be, yeah. They uh, look like they have an interest in the occult. So you've got them, and then a dreadlock guy. Hmm. Okay. All right. Um, Dreadlock Eye is hey, definitely flirting with the girls. I tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, kid, take one of these and uh, and fucking beat it, okay? What are you, are you giving him something? You said t- uh, I give him one of those like shitty books that doesn't matter. <laughs> but like, I'm here to talk about the occult, man. Yeah, here's an occult book. Enjoy it. And I, um, yo, what are you, some kind of creep? Are you trying to be with these? I sort of, uh, I sort of like put my sunglasses down and like um do like a fiery flash of my eyes you roll your blood you know some uh, demonic intimidation here uh and that is a nine you do your best to look menacing flash this guy a sign that you've got like some real power and he's just a fucking white dude with dreads (laughs) probably looking to get laid and uh, he gets he gets the message. At the same time that you do that, one of the the three women sees what you did and and like turns like pale and not in like a I'm interested kind of way and like whoa like I'm a little bit freaked out kind of way. Great, that's fine. I'm standing by the door. By but the way. dude takes the book that you are offering him. Yeah, man, I'm just gonna just gonna head out of here, do some solo study, and he and he leaves. All right, so I turn back to the uh, to these kids. So, how long have y'all uh, been interested in the dark arts? Well, I've like always been dark, and I've always yeah. been into art. So, I guess you could say I'm like always been into the dark arts. That's that makes a lot of sense. That's great. You know, it's really cool when um, when you can bring those two worlds together. Not a lot of people. Uh, not a lot of people. It even occurs to them to do that. No, no. I guess some people are content to just float through regular life, like like Karen over here, and he points to the girl who's gone like really pale. <laughs> <laughs> some people. Some people are afraid to even look at what's on the other side. Well, is this going to be like a group or is this just you talking to us? Well, it's a reading group. I figured we could talk about some uh, books we've read recently. Uh, some some occult tomes maybe you've run across. You know, I've got some interesting ones here I picked up. Uh, you know, you probably know all about this stuff. John D., uh, Aleister Crowley, you know. Well, we everybody actually, knows that stuff. Actually, it's, one of, it's the other girl, no, the third girl, not the one who's gone pale and the one who's talking. Um, actually, we found something pretty cool recently. <gasps> Do tell. We got it at Thrift for AIDS. We were down on South Street. Yeah, AIDS Thrift, yeah. Check this out. She pulls out a copy. 
the Gothenomicon. Doesn't look no, like the one you had seen. This one looks like kind of not mass published, but like definitely didn't just it wasn't made of like charred human flesh. Yeah, looks sure. more like a, a traditional book. Um did you ever see this? Oh, I've never seen the second edition. This is nice. This is a nice printing. Second edition. Oh sure, yeah. The original was done up in um uh you know human flesh and all that. It was really expensive. <laughs> a really expensive way to publish a book. This is a lot more practical. It's true. Um <laughs> I start I start flipping through it. Uh um what kind of stuff have you found in here? Karen here hasn't found anything. But we uh we did some stuff the other night and we think we felt something. We did a little summoning circle. We said some things that were on our mind and we sent it out there and we think we felt something. What did you feel? You know, and I have dreams to be a photographer, but when I felt that, I just dropped it all and I want to know what else is out there. It's a noble it's a noble dream. It's a big dream, it's a brave dream. A lot of people, Karen, don't want don't want to know what's on the other side. <laughs> a lot of people are afraid. I had class the of... next morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Karen, that's why we're having this group here. You know, uh, we're going to help each other out uh, to understand the deeper mysteries together. But so, tell me what what are y'all trying to get out of this? Because I think you did feel something. And more than that, I think something felt you. The two of them, the non-Karens, look at each other. We want to fucking own this place. The Medusa Lounge? No, not the Medusa Lounge. <laughs> it's, a nice, it's, it's a nice place. Yeah, they got good DJs sometimes, I say from the door. <laughs> we want to own more. You should start carding here, though. It's just a matter of time before LBC comes through. You're probably going to get kicked out in a minute. <laughs> well, come on, we're art, we're art school kids. We, make, we have the best ideas, and we want to run more. I tell you what, they think they're telling that young girls, teaching them about art and everything. They're brainwashing them is what they're fucking doing. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. We want power. What do you want? Power's out there for the taking. Who, Power's available. Who are you? Just some creepy old guy? What are you, like, 60? <laughs> I'm 32 years uh, old. <laughs> Thank you very much. Like I said, 60. Um, but like I said, you reached out, you felt something, something felt you too. When you gaze into the abyss, when you gaze into your own asshole, sometimes it? it gazes back. <laughs> um... Let's just say I'm a messenger, uh, coming to uh, coming to see what your interests are and what you have to offer. Power, power is available. Power is ready and waiting. Why don't you, for you roll your heart? I feel like what you're doing here is you're persuading someone. Mm-hmm. All right, pretty good. Uh, I got a nine. So she's still, I mean, the, the, the two of them are still leery of you, but are definitely very interested in what you're saying. At this point, you know, you've shown interest in them. You've led, but you haven't really shown them anything. And they're like, uh, they're attractive, like 19-year-old goth girls, man. They're used to fucking creepy dudes spitting lines all the time. Mm-hmm. And you've been talking in generalities. You really seem like you're coming on to them. If you want, you're probably gonna have to step it up. If you want some, if you want to impress uh, Wilted Rose and Princess Porphyria. Whoa! <laughs> cool name. Karen. And Karen. <laughs> um, Guys, I don't think this is. I think we should go. Karen is giving you the eye, Carl. Yeah. Looked over at you a couple times. I'm gonna um I'm just gonna kinda like slowly like let my demon form out. Like just kind of like 
slowly like morph into it. Like in kind of a subtle fashion. Why don't you roll your blood? Yeah. Uh, I got a 11 oh, on yeah. that. And what I'm going for is like I'm using it for like visual effect. Like I want to like sort of like without fully taking the form, like give them glimpses of it. Like as if like as if they're seeing my two forms at once, mm-hmm. like going in, shifting in and out of it, like that sort of thing. You do that and kind of flicker between a little bit, fade into the one form, never really like losing your human form, but kind of projecting your insect, uh, strange demonic one over it. So the two of them kind of merge together and you do it in a very subtle way. You know that you're really projecting in a way into their eyes so it's not even really visible. And you're looking at them. Warner like knocks her drink over. Wilted Rose knocks her drink over. Spills all over the table. Neither of them really even move. You see both of them kind of like move their arms under the table. You can tell they're like holding each other's hands kind of like out of fear, excitement. I start talking some more. As they look at you. uh, I start talking some more. I have no interest in you all personally. But you all have an interest in what's beyond. They seem bummed out when you say that. (laughs) There's a whole world of power out there. A whole world you've never seen before. All sorts of powers doing battle just beyond your your vision. You can enter that world. You can wield that power. You can become like me. But there's a price. So what do you have to offer? Rose turns to a Princess Porphyria. I told you there were other things. Things even your daddy can't buy. <laughs> we want it. We want in. Guys, I, I don't think this is a good idea, guys. I think we should go. It's Karen chiming in with her thoughts on it. They ignore her. We want in. What does it take? Well, uh, take service. My powers, you see, uh, you see what I'm capable of. You see who I am, who I really am. We want to see more. I, I can show you I more. I want to see how dark your soul can be. But you're going to have to earn it. That's why I'm asking you. I'm asking you, what do you have to offer? Y'all are art students. You've got some skills, right? You're creative. You've done some. You've done some rituals with some success. We make right? we make great flyers. That's great. Uh, and flyers. And, uh, her dad is like super rich. He like is a big time executive at Comcast. That is really helpful because uh, magic shit is very expensive. <laughs> He's true. <laughs> yeah. And who are you? Uh, I'm Carl. Uh, that's my associate. Don't worry about him. Are you like a demon? Did you you heard us? You heard us the other night. I told you it was fucking real. I just wink. Listen, here's what I want you all to do. Don't call me. I'm not going to give you my number, but I'll be in touch. In the meantime, start seeing what you can do. You have this book. You have, uh, you know, you have some real rituals uh, in front what of you. What do you want? Pra- what do you want? What can we do for you? I want you to practice, and more than that, I want you to. Um, I want you to um, get a club together. You've got a lot of students that have a lot of artistic skills. You you see what kind of tricky drawings you got to do to do all this magical stuff. The more uh, I want you to pull off a really big ritual. See what just really test yourself. Try something big out from this book. See what you can uh, see what you can do. Uh, trick some uh, trick some rubes that can uh, push a pencil to uh, help you really pull something big off. They're definitely Corrupt like those feel, they're you. feeling what you're saying. Karen is unsure and is looking all around the room and clearly wants to leave. It's probably dragged here, um, somewhat unwilling. But the other two are hanging on on your every word, very interested, taking it very seriously. Manipulation of others is is the true dark heart of all magic. So practice there. Pull something off. Impress me. And then I'll be in touch. Okay. 
we can do that. Great. And one of them, like, uh, Rose reaches out to, like, grab your hand for just a moment. I just get up and walk away. You left her. You leave her feeling nothing. But a true leave the Medusa lounge. <laughs> a true. <pickle. laughs> so you, you peacock your way out of there after nagging them, uh, <laughs> and uh, step out of the Medusa lounge, leaving several very interested goth girls behind.